The heroes of faith. These are men and women who by faith, through faith and not without faith lived on earth. Like us, they were sojourners, and so by faith yielding to God they heard, believed, forsook, obeyed, walked, lived, moved, esteemed, kept, blessed, and were translated. They were not afraid, through faith they subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, quenched the violence of fire. Not without faith did they worship, receive strength, esteem, make choices, offer sacrifices. They were resolute pilgrims, not mindful of where they came out. They desired a better country, one which is heavenly. They held fast to the profession of their faith not wavering. In the face of all challenges and life's vicissitudes, their eyes were set as a flint, not knowing what, where, when or how, but knowing who is promised. They declare plainly that they seek a better country. They walked by faith, conquered through faith and died in faith. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray together? Father, we thank you for this opportunity we have once again to look into your word. We pray that your Holy Spirit would speak unto us and inspire us in the name of Jesus. Amen. We turn again to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and we read from verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In the last episode, we set the context of the Hebrew 11 faith and we emphasize the centrality of faith for Christian living. We mentioned that the exercise of this faith is not optional for a Christian. It is compulsory. And this faith is not just a faith for possessing temporal things, nor is it a tool for gathering the toys of this world, but rather it helps us patiently endure all we go through on earth as believers. Now in today's episode, we will be looking at verse 1 again, but shifting gears to come to understand this faith better. The question we will attempt to answer today is, what is faith? And the topic is the description of faith. Faith is. I know you're probably saying that yes, I know. It is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, right? While this is correct, it does not tell us the essence of faith. Take for example... I attempt to define light, and I say, light dispels darkness and makes sight possible. I'm sure you will agree with me that I only give the characteristics of light and not what makes up the light. Faith in Hebrews chapter 11 is not defined in its essence, but rather in its expression and operations. Now this is okay. And you may be saying in your mind, what does that have to do with possessing or exercising faith? May I quickly point out to you that understanding is central to the exercise of anything at all, and faith is not an exception. I opine that many of the false descriptions and exercise associated with faith today are strongly driven by a lack of understanding and comprehension of faith. So what are we dealing with today? Number one, I will start with what faith is not. 
and then look into what faith is. And if the Lord permits us, we will look briefly into how to possess it. What is not faith? <laughs> you have probably heard people mention that we all have faith and exercise faith every day. For example, in believing that the car will drive will work, or the seat we sit on will not sink, or the house will leave will not collapse, etc. Now, while all this seems persuasive and perhaps appears to be an attempt to simplify faith, there are false description of faith. What is being described there is a trust system, and trust is not faith, else it would mean everybody has faith in one form or the other, sinners and believers alike. Faith is more than trust. Trust is built on the behavioral predictability that comes from previous interactions. For example, I know the chair I sit on will not break or sink, or the engine of the car I drive will work, or the house I live will not collapse simply because based on my previous knowledge and or experience, or perhaps knowledge and experience of others, I have come to live without thinking of the possibility of the contrary. It just works every time, every day it works. So even though I don't know the builder of the car or the chair or the house, I trust the system because the system has been known to work based on experience. The other assertion I dare to make again, contrary to popular opinion is the thought that to have faith is to believe. Now I will say here again that there is belief in faith. But faith is more than mere believing. We can only believe what is intelligible, what we can understand or what is probable. Believing is a mental conviction based on some evidence. In the case of faith, it is the evidence itself and does not require any evidence as proof. You can believe without having faith, but you cannot have faith without believing. Believe is a part of faith, not the whole, is an act of the intellect, while faith is of the soul. So similarly, faith is not intellectual conviction, nor is it mental imagination. You might have had situations in which preachers or people say to you, imagine what you desire and then believe that you would have it. Neither of these two represents true faith. Imagination on one hand projects unreal images out of the mind and seeks to attach reality to them. Faith creates nothing. It simply reckons upon that which is already there. Intellectual conviction is all about your brain. True faith is a matter of the heart and no intellectual conviction without the agency of the Holy Spirit affect the inmost springs of our lives. I would also like to say that faith is not reasoning, nor is it repetitive assertion. Reason, just like belief, moves in the sphere of sensible and material things and concerns itself entirely with that which are apprehensible by the human senses. Faith moves beyond this into the sphere of intangible and immaterial and concerns itself entirely with that which senses cannot apprehend. 
You might have heard that you should repeat a positive affirmation over and over and you simply make what is affirmed a reality. Brethren, that is not faith. Repetition affects the subconscious mind in our head, not in the soul. Repetition only works in situations that are within our control. Take for example, you tell yourself, I can do it. Yes, I can do it. And then you do it. It is simply a work of the psyche. It is not fate. Anyone can do that. The problem that many of us face is that we try to bring spiritual things into the realm of our senses and reasoning. Because we find it hard to comprehend spiritual things. We have exercised our physical senses and reasoning to the point that we cannot imagine the existence of anything outside it. And even when we learn spiritual matters, we seek to understand them in ways the physical can relate. It is the same reason you find in Matthew chapter 16 verse 13 to 17, some call Jesus John the Baptist. Some called him Elias, others called him Jeremiah or one of the prophets. All what they were trying to do was to draw a mental comparison to Jesus based on what they knew before. But thank God for the revelation of the Holy Spirit to Peter who said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, saying, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. Do you know where many of us err? We err in bringing faith into the realm of flesh and blood. The comprehension of faith is not a product of mental work. It is the work of the Holy Spirit in the heart of man. Faith is the capacity of a regenerated heart aided by the Spirit of God. Note what I said. It is the capacity of the heart, not of the head. Or the mind. Men who live in their head, that is, in mere reasoning, would find it hard to have real faith. And this is where the faults of this modern generation taught to base all decisions on reasoning and feeling, what we often call gods. Faith and sense are different realms. Faith exists despite sense. And when the human sense fails, faith still stands. This faith apprehends as a fact what the senses cannot comprehend. It is the power in man which makes seen the unseen and possess that which the human senses cannot apprehend. If you look at the word translated faith, pistis, it is equivalent to the trust in a person, not trust in a thing. And so I want to say that without God, faith does not exist. Because it is faith in God. God is the reference, the basis of Bible faith. And so unbelievers cannot have faith. The unsaved, the unregenerate, except they hear the word. And the word comes in producing the initial effect of faith. And the initial work of salvation is done. Unbelievers cannot have faith through the Holy Spirit. And Christ is the author and the finisher of it. The Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Christ is the author and the finisher of faith. 
Do you know one thing I've come to realize is that you cannot teach faith. It is experienced and taught. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. It comes. It is not worked out or taught. It is the entrance of the word that gives light and gives understanding. This understanding is a spiritual understanding that helps us to comprehend God and his capabilities. The same that Paul prayed to God for the Ephesians in chapter 1, verse 18 to 19. After a length of their initial faith, their salvation, that their highest of understanding being enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Talking about God. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what who believed. That is a petition that Paul made for increase in faith there. You see that there are degrees in the possession and exercise of faith. Just like Apostle Paul, the apostles in Luke chapter 17 verse 5, they petitioned Christ saying, Lord, increase our faith. So you find that to become strong in faith, we must persevere in prayer and soak ourselves in the word. Unfortunately, this is lacking in many believers today. But I want to say that increase of faith or possession of faith at, at all does not come by argument or evidence. It does not come by scheming, but it comes by God's influence on the arts. Like the father of the boy with unclean spirits in Mark chapter 9, verse 24, who said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. It is not out of place if we also we come today to God and say, Oh God, I have believed, I have come in salvation, but Lord, help my unbelief. Where I have brought faith to the realm of the mind, of the senses, forgive me. I'm asking for true faith. Those who come to God in prayer and the study of God's word are those who are on their way to faith and increase daring. The Bible says that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I will stop at this point and let you reflect on these critical points that we have raised. But I want you to seek the face of the Lord today. It is my prayer that God will open your heart to this great experience of faith and abounding in it in Jesus' name. God bless you.